The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. Welcome, everybody, to another episode here. I am Carl Carafel with the curator of topics, Mighty Joe Morin, and welcome to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah, man, it doesn't even feel like a week goes by anymore, and then we're already doing another episode. Like It feels like the time, go, time goes by so friggin' quickly, and then we're doing another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, episode 216. They just... Right? Uh, crazy when i like think about it every time um but yeah before we get into our wrestling discussion uh this for this week carl i mean what you been up to this past week not much i worked <laughs> that was about it <laughs> um i gave a day man. job and that's about it uh i was doing day shifts so that's like 12 hour day shifts that i was doing and uh yeah, come to today, uh, finally get a day off, and it is friggin' snowing in my location. Interesting that you bring that up because this past week, you know, since we last sat down to do this show, uh, we actually, actually shortly after that, we had a couple of days of snow ourselves and uh, a couple of really cold days. And it's like, this is like the end of April. Why do we have snow? It's uh, really, really bizarre, but we made it through. Uh, things were things are still a touch on the cool side when it comes to the the weather, but hopefully uh, some uh, warmer days are ahead because uh, you know we didn't really have like a like a really intense kind of winter, but still I, I hate winter and I, I always look forward to end because uh, I'm I like the the spring and fall seasons. I don't like a ton of snow, and I don't like when it gets really really like obscenely hot. When we get into like the thirties and forties, I don't like that either. So it, if I could live somewhere where it was like spring and fall all the time. Um, it would make for a very happy money job. Well, for me here in this location, I'm looking at negative five degrees Celsius. For all of our American listeners, you're looking at 23 degrees mm. is uh, what it is right now in my studio location. Um, yeah, I, I like, stop, please, please. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, man. Well, let's get to our discussion because, uh, strangely enough, uh, the bulk of our conversation isn't going to revolve around the WWE this week. Uh, it was actually going to revolve mainly around Impact. But we do have a couple of WWE topics I do want to get to before we get to that. Sure. We're at the top here. Theoretically here, Carl, if you mm-hmm. were to have been recent released by the WWE and say you had some kind of uh, some personal belongings kind of uh, left behind at the company, whether it be at the gym or like whatever, how would you expect uh, said company being a very reputable company, finger rotations, how would you expect said personal items to be returned to you? I would expect that a phone call might be made and said, hey, listen, you, we got some stuff here for you. Uh, if you got the opportunity to come by and pick up your stuff, thank you for your services. But if I was unable to make it there to pick up my stuff, I would expect, you know, that maybe placed into a box and, and shipped out that way because that's going to be the easiest way to send it out. Um, just put it all into a box. Nice, neat, carefully Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's somebody else's belongings. So yeah, Mm. 
Yeah. What about you? I would expect the same currency, especially if I spent a, a good amount of time at this particular company, you know, to, to be treated with some respect even on the way out. But, Carl, if you work for the WWE and you get released as a talent, you get a box, but inside said box, your personal belongings are in a trash bag. Um, that is something, uh, Carl. That's not something I was aware that that was a thing. Um, uh, this was a thing with some people here, clearly in this last uh, bit. Um, most, I guess, most notably on uh, social media with Mickey James. That's how she received yeah. hers. And apparently, uh, you turned me onto this, and uh, I can definitely uh, uh, see that that uh, seems to be the case. That this is not only something that happens; it's a common occurrence. Um, just uh, for like ten years. Yeah, and just on publicity-wise on this here, Carl, the optics of this, again, with this company, it's really bad. This is a, a really bad look on the company. For, for somebody, for a company that, that has their supposed stature and, and presence uh, worldwide, I mean, to do that to, to somebody that's uh, invested the time in you, and then this is how you treat them on the way out, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And for any aspiring wrestler looking even at the WWE, um, it's got to leave a really bad taste in your mouth. Like, you know, do I even want to go there at this point now? I mean, just like it's it's bad across the board. Thanks. Here's your shit. Goodbye. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, my I expectations mean, are low. What do you, what do, you do with a garbage bag? What do you put yeah. into a you put, garbage you bag? Trash. You put trash. You put in. trash in the garbage bag. So you're telling me that all of my stuff is just trash? Yeah. I I, I don't get the thought process, Carl. And I I guess supposedly the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, right, uh, Mark Carano is uh, essentially responsible for these actions and he's been released. But I mean, still at the same time, the fact that this has gotten out and I would imagine that this was knowledge, but it just kind of snuck out to the public recently. But why would you not address that issue um, in the meanwhile, like, are, are, are we just allowing this stuff to, to kind of happen? And as long as well, we have a good public face and everything's cool. But I mean, clearly there, there's, there's some issues here. Clearly. I, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, I mean, anybody who has sent out a tweet saying, oh, we're so sorry. We didn't know this was happening. I think they're full of shit. Okay. So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they knew exactly what was happening and, um, yeah, just because we need to keep face because, oh, we still look good in the public eye. Yeah, they just didn't say or do anything about it until someone brought it to light and took it to social media and was like, hey, WWE, thanks for throwing my stuff into the trash and making me feel like my entire legacy with your company is trash. What? (laughs) The interesting thing, and I have to give Mickey credit for this. I mean, she, she did it still in a tasteful way. I mean, she could have stooped down to to their level, but she kept it classy props to her, but yes, God damn it, Carl. I I want, I want to like this company. I want to give them a chance. I I want to see them succeed. I want to improve, but this isn't helping. And and dude, I I hate shitting on this company. I I hate it. I don't like doing it. Dude, I I started off as a WWE fan. WWE is a joke to me right now. It's it's hard to disagree, Carl. They they do good things and I want to like them, but they do their goddamn hardest to get me to hate them. I don't want to hate them. I want them to succeed and I want to like what they, they do. Dude, I grew up on these guys. Right? Why? It just it, it, it baffles me, Carl. It's like, and, and clearly, like I said, we, we knew that this was kind of going on, but yeah, yeah, we still let it. It just, it, like I said, it's bad across the board. It's, 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 I'm so upset to know that this has been something that's been going on. Well, I mean, it's, it's only my speculation that the company knew I, whether they did or not. I really don't know. Okay. But my speculation is that the company knew. They had to have known. Come on. If this has been going on for 10 years, I'm sure somebody else had spoken up about this, but did it privately and not social media way. The really annoying thing, uh, and uh, here, I'll, I'll, uh, if you actually, I don't know if I have, 
Oh, here, oh sorry, Carl, I'll cut you. <laughs> I keep pressing the button at the same time. Um, this is the annoying part of this uh, situation here, too, Carl, because uh, uh, Matthew's saying it sounds like the WWE is going downhill. But interestingly enough, Matthew, they're probably making more money now than they ever have, you know, due to the Fox deal, due to the Saudi Arabia money that's come in from uh, things that they've done there. They, they're probably generating more revenue than they ever have. Yeah. But at the same time, the product is so frustrating to, to watch. I know that there's, you know, it's different with uh, without an audience, and I know that there's those kind of issues, and I know that the, the talent still tries. But oh yeah, God damn it! Just there's so much about this company that I want to love, but they, they they just they make it so damn difficult. Like, dude, I haven't watched Raw in I don't know how long. NXT, I try and catch as much as I can. Sure. Although, not as often as I would like. SmackDown, I've watched it a handful of times since it's gone over to Fox. And you know, in in WrestleMania felt like a chore, and it has for the last couple of years. It's like, man, I'm there's I'm almost at a loss for words with still saying a bunch of words at the same time. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, no, I, I totally get that. Um, Damn it, man. Like, yeah, like it's it's just it's mind boggling. No. Mind boggling. And you're right. The WWE is still making money. The WWE is probably making some of the best money that they have made in a very long time. Why is that? Like you said, because of the Fox deal going on because of Saudi Arabia, uh, the deal that they have over there as well. And people during 2020 were quarantined to be at home. And what were they doing? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I like that shirt. Add to cart. Oh, I like that. Add to cart. Oh, add to cart. Oh, add to cart. And three hundred dollars later. Oh, put it on the credit card. We can pay it off whenever. And that's what was going on. So all of this money was coming in from revenue on sales because people were buying their shit. Yeah, that's what was going on. Thankfully, at least Carl. You know, there's. Still quite a bit good in the bank. You know, we, we've got all the, the WrestleMania content on the network and all this kind of stuff. Oh, but wait, we even managed to screw that up with the Peacock deal and not having all the content available right off the hop. We even managed to mess that up. And, and not only that, we're now also censoring the content, which uh, we're, and we're messing with my favorite dude, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, for amount of his stuff getting caught the, of the, the Peacock version of the network. <laughs> at this meanwhile let's go down that this path a little bit more right directly into our next topic here snoop dog right has done some stuff with the, the wwe in the, in the past has what you could call i guess a, a good relationship with the wwe sure yeah. goes and does some stuff with wwe now wwe is all butthurt because snoop dog has done some stuff with WWE. Carl, do you know really... with AE because Snoop Dogg's done some stuff with AEW? AEW, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. I thought that's why I said that's that's what I meant to say. Do you really think that Snoop gives a goddamn what the WWE or even AEW thinks about him? He's got yeah. so much money and so much other kind of stuff and literally in the bank and figuratively in the bank. He doesn't give a goddamn about what the WWE thinks of him. No, not at what all. They freaking do. And he will probably say the exact same words. Probably. I think the only thing that would uh, make a difference for him, um, pull back the curtain for those of you that still don't know, Sasha Banks and Snoop Dogg are cousins. They are family relation. So Sasha Banks being one of the uh, top females within the WWE, I think that is about the only thing that I can see that would uh, really sway Snoop Dogg for uh, anything, right? The money, I don't think he really gives a damn about. Even though the WWE after this has offered him double the money that he was getting before from the WWE after him making an appearance on AEW. Honestly, I think Snoop Dogg is just a fan of professional wrestling and is going to go wherever he wants to to be involved in professional wrestling. That's it. Yep, I agree 100%. Um, you might even see in some other places, MLW, these kind of places, championship wrestling from Hollywood. Like, I don't know exactly where Snoop right? lives, but I mean, 
yeah, he could pretty much, and even outside of wrestling, I mean, Snoop just does what Snoop does. Yeah, right. Right. He's not right. going to be butthurt about this. It, it, it seems to be kind of news, I guess. We're, we're, I'm, I'm bringing it up because it, it did tie uh, somewhat into uh, the, the WWE stuff we were just talking about. Just, But it's, again, it's just, it's more negativity and more, um, just bad optics on the WWE side of things, where they're just they they, they they hold a grudge, and this petty kind of stuff. It just it makes them look so bad. Again, just to, to reiterate my point, dude, I, I I hate hating on this company, but I, I I do it because I still want them to to improve. But it's getting more and more difficult when more of these kind of situations happening. It, it's getting harder to, to defend this place, and it, it's. Uh, I'm not getting near the end of my rope. I mean, uh, there's still, I still have hope, but um, um, eventually that hope is going to run out if we don't uh, tr- at least try and do something. You know what? I just, I just thought about it. You know what would solidify absolutely everything for Snoop Dogg and the WWE? Yeah. You know what would do it? Um, Snoop uh, or uh, Snoop WWE branded rolling papers. Right. Were you thinking exactly this? Yes, some sort of collaboration <laughs> with RVD and, and 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 marijuana, right? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude, that's uh, we're on the same way like that. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, I must have known yeah. you for a short period of time or something like that. Right. Um, I don't know. It's yeah. been a while. All right, dude. Let's 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 leave. Put the WWE stuff behind us for now. Um, let's actually talk about some Impact Wrestling. It's hey, actually been a while since WWE. We Go to bed. Yeah, go to bed. Okay. <laughs> Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just had a show on Sunday. Um, just kind of general thoughts before we get into some kind of the details. I don't want to just go through like every single little detail on this because uh, we've already spent close to 20 minutes uh, on the WWE, but uh, thoughts in general on the uh, Impact Rebellion. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I definitely did. I, I, I 100% did. Uh, I'm just throwing these out here super quick here uh, just so that we can get our amazing fans that continue to interact with us on a weekly basis. Love you guys. Thank you very much. Vince uh, killing the WWE slowly. I do definitely agree with that. And uh, WWE 2K22 hopefully definitely might be good. Briefly, Mighty Joe, on- you got something quick, don't you? <laughs> Briefly on Don's topic. Yeah. I don't want it to just shit or just criticize strictly on Vince because while he is and is definitely at the root of the problem or at least part of the root of the problem, it's a, it's the, the other personnel, the other executives as well, right? We, we can't all just purely throw this on Vince. You know, the, the other executives, Hunter, everybody else, they all have a part to play in this, right? We, we can't just throw the one guy under the bus. But who has the final word? Yeah, Vince does have the final word. No, I understand that. So So I think it's all Vince's fault because Vince (laughs) has that final word. True. Uh, I mean, if if Vince, if Vince, right? That like that's that's the only thing that I can think of. If Vince didn't want something to happen or go the way that someone else within uh, management with the company was doing things, he would freaking say so, and it would change, right? So yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's. Vince himself. Still, I'm still trying to find the silver lining whenever possible. But like I said, it's getting more difficult. Yes. Anyways, our friend Don again here. Our friend Don weighing in himself. Yeah. Impact show was great. I agree 100%. I was very much so happy with this show. The entirety of the show, I was stoked with at, at some points, the edge of my seat going, Holy shit, did that... Wow. Okay, so I was happy with it. Joe, take it away. I would definitely agree. I I don't have really too many issues uh, with the show. I do think at the we're at the point, though, Carl. I mean, NXT is doing it to a certain extent. AEW is doing it to a certain extent. We need to at least attempt to have a hand full of fans for these shows. We, We need to have some interactivity because it just the d- dynamic still feels really weird to me. Um, other places like ring of honor and some of these other places have done the empty shows. I think good, 
because they they found ways to kind of work around the, the fans like with Ring of Honor. They, you know, they they talk a lot in the ring, so they've kind of embraced uh, that kind of aspect. But with Impact, it, it just it's the dynamic still feels really strange to me. I think we, we need to try and I'm not saying pump in freight crowd noise because I definitely don't want to go down that path because I don't like that approach. But we need to have a little bit of fan interaction and a little bit more noise coming from just outside of the ring. Did did you watch that show with the with the volume muted? No. There were fans there. I didn't recall seeing any. That's right. You didn't see them. Hard cam side. Yeah. Uh, that that side. Yeah. Behind the hard camera. So for those that don't understand, the hard camera is the camera that looks uh, straight down onto yeah. the ring. So in Impact's uh, case, it was looking straight at the ring and up the ramp area. Behind the camera, there were people there. The- you could hear them. I could hear them. I could hear them interacting with absolutely everything that was going on. It must have been some talent or something because the official thing was zero attendance in behind what they call it as behind closed doors. So maybe they were piping in some fake noise or maybe some of the the talents. Maybe they're doing the AEW thing. But I don't think there was any fake noise at all. Okay, it must have it must have been uh, other talents then because the official thing says zero in attendance. Okay, but I yeah. I know one hundred percent there was people there. Okay, yeah, there yeah. were people in the shadows. Essentially, so the producers or or some of the other talents. But okay. uh, maybe, that, maybe that I just wasn't be, listening with the volume loud enough because I, I was like not just sitting down watching it the traditional way. Like I had maybe like a quarter volume, so maybe yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I missed that. But uh, but uh, I digress on that. Uh, I was actually surprised because yeah. I, I, I did. Because I couldn't see them, right? And then I'm sitting there going, "Where is this noise coming from?" Like, and and then I had I had to really intently listen. And then at one point, they they uh, I can't remember what match it was, but they were on the outside. Maybe it was the uh, uh, Sammy Callahan match, Um, but they were on the outside, and they showed that side of the arena, and I could see shadows back there in the darkness. So yeah. that's that's yeah. when I was like, oh crap, there is people there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm glad at least that they had something because it's, uh, dude, I know I'm beating a dead horse, but like the, the, the empty arena things, it's really not, it really never kind of grew on me. And uh, it's always nice to see at least an, an attempt there. But let's start going through some of these matches here, Carl. Yeah. Yeah, uh, first yeah, yeah. For the, uh, the X Division Championship, uh, Josh Alexander. Versus Ace Austin versus TJP, pretty damn good. Uh, it, it was definitely uh, not what I would traditionally expect from an X Division match, but I mean, we've obviously we moved past that. Uh, it, it's the X Division is, is different now. It's about the best way I can kind of put it. But mm-hmm. uh, glad to see that they actually put it on the on the Canadian Josh Alexander. Uh, that was pretty cool. It definitely was. Uh, this this was a fantastic match. Um, it just. It, you got a mix of like kind of bigger guys, you know, like Josh Alexander's a little bit of a bigger guy, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ace Austin is, you know, he, he's a, he's a good sized guy as well, but like this action was just continuous. Um, mm-hmm. You know, TJP as well, right? That that guy is phenomenal inside of any ring that he's been in. It was just like nonstop action going on. Right, it was total nonstop action going on inside that Impact Wrestling ring, dude. I was super happy with that, and yeah, Josh Alexander, Canadian, getting that win and that X Division Championship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we had an eight-man tag match with uh, Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, James Storm, and Willie Mack versus Cody Deaner, Joe Doring. Rhino and a debuting, um, they're calling him W Morrissey, which, uh, for those who are aware, that's, um, that's Cass from, uh, formerly from WWE. Um, interesting. I thought they did some cool stuff here. They, the, 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 uh, the debut, the only thing that, that I would say about it is that it's weird when you have a debut in, in this situation, I, I thought that he, he did a good job the, the, in the way that it was booked. Spoiler alert, they actually won the match, and he actually got the, uh, the pin. The only catch here, Carl, and 
you may not agree with me and others may not agree with me. Maybe I'm alone in this island in this one. But just uh, a debut like this and not knowing how the audience kind of feels about it, for, for me, just it, it falls a little flat because we just now this has all happened. I thought that they, they did it the right way, but we don't know how anybody feels about it. That's the only catch. And again, it's just a product of the times that we live in. So, And a product of the times that we live in right now is all social media. So if yeah. you were to open up your Twitter machine, as Bully Ray would call it, open up your Twitter machine. Yeah, I don't use Twitter, so maybe that's the you. You you would see the fan reaction to yeah. everything that that was happening. Open up Facebook, open up Instagram, open up Twitter, open up uh, TikTok, open up whatever whatever social media you've got. People were talking about it. Yeah, well, and, and if that's the case, then I'm glad. Uh, Twitter, I mean, you know, Carl, I, I've never really gotten into, into Twitter. So, social media is still pretty toxic, and I try to not get too deep into it because it can get become a very dark place. Sure, um, yeah. But uh, but if, if that's the case, uh, I, I, I hope that, that, that people enjoyed it. And I guess my only concern is that uh, uh, with uh, just him and um, – because we know at, at that show it was it, it was a um, a seizure or some type of it was an epileptic uh, thing I think that happened right so just fingers crossed that that's not something that's going to become like a, a common thing for him to happen because I mean that's not something you want to see happen to somebody in the ring especially like maybe yeah. if he's like in the middle of a move with another wrestler and then for something like that to happen that's my only concern nothing against the man personally and I, th- I thought that the debut again the way the, the match was booked fantastic. Just my only concern is the the health issue. So hopefully um, they've done their homework on this, and hopefully he's not going to be not only at risk for himself, but the other individuals that he has to work with. That's right. Right. So so next up we had a couple of former WWE guys going at Brian Myers versus uh, Matt Cordona. What did you think? I I thought it was great. Um, I mean, to see the interaction between the two of them, knowing what we've seen from them before, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder of the WWE now facing each other inside the ring at Impact Wrestling, which is something that the WWE really didn't give us, but we were able to get it now in Impact Wrestling. And to know the history between the two of them and how they've grown up and come up in the business together, working as a tag team, to finally culminate in a matchup like this was absolutely gorgeous i loved it and spoiler alert we're giving spoilers all throughout this show ryan myers coming up on top and beating matt cardona which Mm. i didn't expect to be honest with you and the reason why i think that you didn't expect that carl is um the internet and social media may prove me wrong on this one, but I have a feeling that this was an on-the-fly thing, and I don't think this was the original plan here, Carl, because there was a certain point in the match where I had the Psycho Sid moment when uh, Cardona came down and looked like he was almost going to snap his leg. That, that looked like a legitimate... Yeah. That might be a, an actual injury. Um, that looks really, really awkward. The way he landed with his lower leg twisting like that and uh, tweaking yeah. the knee like that. That looked like that hurt a lot. And hopefully he's okay. And I have a feeling that he was originally booked to win that match, and they did it on the fly uh, audible there. You know what? It, it could very well be. I mean, the two of them had a nine-minute, 45-second matchup yeah. that, uh, in, in my opinion, was pure silver. I won't say it was gold, but it was pure silver. It was it definitely it was, it was very good. They they, yeah. they impressed me. Um, yeah, going me too. It, yeah, like if you were uh, watching the the Sunday brunch with our friends over at Love Wrestling, I had actually uh, said that uh, that that I feel like the real money with these guys is a, as a tag team. And yes, but having a one on one match, I was just hoping that the way that they that they were going to go towards the tag team angle, so have like them really kind of pushing each other in the match to the point where like, damn, you know, we, we did so good against each other, we should team up. And maybe that could have been the original plan, but like I said, even just inside the, the match itself, forget any future plans, it really did feel like Cordona really kind of really tweaked his leg there, and he calls an album and just say, no, no, let's let's put uh, let's put Brian over, like yeah. right on the fly. So hopefully, it does dude, feel that way. Yeah, hopefully, dude's okay. But I mean, by no means disappointed. I thought these two guys did very well, and um, they definitely never had a match like this over in the WWE. No. 
So no. got to give them props for that. So uh, next up we had for the uh, women's or the, sorry, the knockouts tag team championship. We had Kier Hogan and Tasha Steeles call them fire and flavor uh, versus Jordan Grayson and debuting Rachel Ellering, um, who was, uh, I guess, personally handpicked by Jazz to, uh, to fill that spot. Um, I will say this is probably one of my only spots on this card where I was a little disappointed with the with the result. I felt uh, I think that they should have kept the titles on the uh, the established tag team. Um, I think too many companies are too quick to put a title on a debuting wrestler sometimes. Um, that's my kind of feeling on this. Um, but I thought they still did okay uh, with this. So for me, this was just kind of a match that, that just kind of happened, didn't blow me away by any means. So yeah, I mean, I was I was definitely good with it as well. Um, putting the belts onto Jordan Grace and Rachel Elring, I'm okay with it. I, I definitely am. Um, you're right. I mean, lots of companies do go through and uh, quickly put the belts onto or the belt onto or the strap or the championship or whatever the hell you want to call it. Remember they put that no title onto the debuting, right? But I'm okay with it. I definitely am. Uh, whatever. It's it's all fine. I mean, Flav and Flav have held that for, for quite a while now, and they've pretty much run through every tag team that uh, Impact has thrown at them. So, I mean, if this were to have happened again, for me, it would have been like, well, I don't even care about this championship anymore because, well, everybody's been beaten by them now. So what the hell is there left? <laughs> right? That's that's a, a very true statement. Uh, absolutely. I know it is because uh, it came out of my mouth. Okay. Uh, I'll agree with you in this case, but uh, not always. But uh, the... the, the that we'll, we'll we'll go away from that. Um, last man standing match with Trey Miguel and Sammy Callahan. Uh, I, I have we had talked a little bit about this before we hit the record button here, Carl. That I, I feel like I have a bit of an unpopular opinion about this match. I love hardcore wrestling. I do. Sometimes it gets a little carried away. You know, some a lot of the CZW stuff, like the uh, the skewers stuck into the forehead and that kind of stuff. That that does the the the, the light tubes and the uh, you know, that kind of stuff does absolutely nothing for me. Now, for the most part, I thought these guys did really good. Sammy Callahan is an excellent hardcore wrestler. Would you agree, Carl? Yes. He's an, ex- he's an excellent hardcore wrestler. Yes. Trey Miguel is very inexperienced in the style of match. Yes. I think that's my first kind of sticking point. They did some really, really reckless stuff in this match here, Carl, that I felt was a little unnecessary, especially given that, that, that Trey hasn't had a lot of experience in this type of match. I know Sammy's a professional and he's not going to kill the guy, but there was one spot here, Carl, that legitimately had me like, there's a, there's a difference here. Like there's holy shit moments when I'm watching wrestling, like, wow, I can't believe that happened. And then there's moments where I'm like, oh, no, no, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Like legitimately, like, don't do that. Where, the, where the, there's that, that that table sticking up and like the the feet of the table are sticking up and Sammy did like a power bomb tray on, onto like the like in between <laughs> the, dude I saw it I'm like dude there's like no margin for error there like no. uh, that spot just like it 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 borderline made me angry Carl it's like why why even go there when there's like a, even a minute possibility of like extremely hurting somebody like legitimately. I mean, possibly they were trying to give Sammy Callahan a new gimmick, maybe uh, the Impaler. Like, stupid, stupid. It's like, I, I get you want to push the envelope, but for me, that one was like, it was a little too much. It was, it was a little too much. Like, it made me cringe. And, dude, you're working the ring. Like, that, like you must, that must have freaked you out a little bit, too. I have done a lot of different stuff in my time inside of that professional wrestling ring and a lot of different hardcore stuff. I definitely have that. I would draw the line. There is no way on God's green earth that you are going to do that to me because you are going to puncture my spine and fricking paralyze me or kill me. No, no, hundred percent. No. Yeah. Don agreeing uh, with us. I, 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 I wanted to look away, I, but I still looked. But I was just like, dude, I was like genuinely worried for that dude. I'm just, I'm glad that he came out okay. Um, yeah, 
did lose the the match to Sammy Callahan. I mean, I mean, it was it, like if I, if I was a betting man, I mean, you can't bet against Sammy Callahan the st- style of match. But uh, like I said, did, I'm just, did you I'm just say that Sammy bad. Callahan? Oh, won. never mind. Uh, it was incorrect. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I read that back. I must be dyslexic today or something. I don't know what's going on. But uh, yeah, actually, Trey got the one up on him, which is a, a genuine surprise. So crazy. Like I said, this, this match was kind of crazy. And uh, like I just said, I, I felt that th- th- they actually probably could have gone more extreme, but yet have been safe at the same time. But just uh, that particular spot, I just, it, 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 it was something that felt out of place. It just felt unnecessary. And I, I kind of understand because that's something that really doesn't happen very often is that spot. Right. Mm-hmm. So y- you you see a couple hardcore matches. You've pretty much seen everything from a hardcore match. Yeah. Right. Um, whether it's thumbtacks, whether it's barbed wire, whether it's flaming barbed wire two by fours and exploding light tubes and tables and ladders and chairs. And oh, my, it doesn't matter. You've really seen pretty much everything yeah. from a hardcore match. Yeah. So this was something. Definitely different, different. <laughs> but yeah. stupid yeah. at the same time is how yeah. I will I like, put it. Like maybe I'm overstating, but like, dude, I don't think even Mick Foley would do that spot. I don't and, like, know. Mick I don't do, know Mick, Mick personally. Do anything. Mick will do anything, and even him, I, I think he'd have been like, "No, we're not doing that." I would. I would look. 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 Right. I would love to right. know Mick personally. Please. Please. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Let's go from that to the 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 uh, the tag team. Uh, championship match between Finn Juice, which of course is David Finley and Juice Robinson versus the Good Brothers. I've said it before. I'm not a big tag team wrestling guy, sure. But when it comes to Finn Juice, when it comes to David Finley and Juice Robinson, especially Juice Robinson, I'm a fan of the dude, and um, he uh, highly entertained me during this match. Uh, I've never been a big Good Brothers fan either. I know there are people that that really really dig the Good Brothers, and I'm a Bullet Club fan. I just never really kind of gravitated to those two guys. I, I like Carl Anderson. I wish that he would have actually gotten a, a big singles push, um, like anywhere that he's gone. Um, but Juice Robinson, if Juice is in a match, I'm watching and I'm always entertained. Juice is a excellent entertainer when it comes to uh, professional wrestling. He makes it look really flashy, entertaining, but he has the technical ability as well. He's, he's got the whole package. Yeah. And uh, it was definitely somebody that was definitely um, not uh, utilized properly during his WWE time and since going over to new Japan has excelled over there and has definitely carried over to impact as well. Oh, definitely. I mean, 10 minutes and 35 seconds is all that this matchup was, but it honestly felt longer. It felt like a 22 minute tag team match. I absolutely loved it. Our friend Don saying it kept me on the edge of my seat. Loved it. I would have to agree. It definitely was one of those um, on on the edge of the seat type of matches. It was. Yep. And if you're like me too, if you enjoyed uh, Juice's performance, uh, go look in the New Japan archives and find some of his, uh, you know, some of the New Japan Cup and some uh, G1 stuff that he's done to. He's fantastic. Yes. Um, and the, he's even a good promo too to boot. So, oh, yeah. Um, so go check that out. Um, next up, we had what I'll actually call my match of the night here, Carl. We had the, the women's match, or sorry, the Impact Knockouts Championship match with uh, the defending champion, Deanna Perrazzo versus Tennille Dashwood. Again, if you guys were watching on the Sunday branch over at Love Wrestling, I had actually picked Tennille to win uh, this championship because I felt that in the way I worded it on, on the show, and it's, I seem to have gotten a lot of praise uh, for this line of saying it this way, is that I would have really liked to have seen them put the, the title on Tennille, not because she deserved it, because the word deserve implies entitlement. I really felt that, that she earned a not only a title opportunity, but to actually have that championship. And unfortunately, she came up short, but she put, they put on a hell of a match, but I really wish that they would have actually have put the title on her. I agree. Definitely, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, the matchup was freaking amazing. I loved, I loved it. I loved the entire matchup. I loved just all the interaction with everyone that was in there. Um, you know, uh, Caleb Connolly as well. You know, like I, I Caleb, I've I've been a fan of Caleb Connolly for a while. Um, 
or Caleb with a K. Yeah, I'm sorry, um, but I agree. I think uh, I think that they should have put it onto Tennille. Um But I mean, uh, Perazzo is doing some pretty damn good stuff with that championship right now, though. So yeah. I'm not overly pissed off about no. it. I'm no. I'm okay with it. And if we're gonna continue this feud and get more matches like this that we saw. I'm okay with that. And then let's have yeah. a little bit of a back and forth between the two of them. Let's have, you know, Tennille win it. Uh, and then, you know, like four or five months later, uh, Perazzo get it back again. And then let's continue it on. This could be a year-long feud that goes on with a couple of title changes between yeah. the two of them. I would be happy with it. I would be. For sure. So next up here, Carl, we had for the – Impact World Championship and the AEW World uh, Championship between uh, Kenny Omega and, and Rich Swan. I will say, going before, like even before getting to the actual match here, Carl, I thought that I really can't speak for the Impact side of things because I don't watch a lot of Impact Wrestling in full transparency. Sure. With the, a, with the AEW side of this, they have done a piss poor job in promoting this as, as this kind of crossover thing, AEW barely mentioned it on their program at all, which I thought was really, really odd. Um, you know, no, really no impact, uh, personnel appearing on, um, AEW with the, with the exception of, I guess, you know, the good brothers and, and Don Callis, but so many good opportunities there for guys like Trey and some of these guys to kind of cross over to AEW. They, they just, I guess, choosing not to do this, or maybe they're just, delaying that i'm not really sure exactly what the deal is there but for a, a big what should have been a big time championship match here carl it was very poorly promoted and advertised i agree yeah it was you're right so um, could they have done better with that yeah, sure a lot better and one thing with the match opinion aside about Kenny Omega, right? From our last episode, you guys know my opinion on, on Kenny right now and Carl's opinion. I'm actually looking more towards Rich Swan in this here, Carl. I thought Rich really looked sloppy in this match. There was a lot of botches. Um, you could tell like, like he was trying to hang with Kenny there, but I don't know if maybe just the two guys didn't work with each other all that much to prepare for this. There were some, there were some good stuff here legitimately. I, I will give them some credit, but there was a fair amount of like missed little spots. I was like, Ooh, that looked kind of weird. That look, Ooh, okay. Now that, that didn't quite go as planned. Like it's, I found myself picking it apart a little bit, but uh, I thought, you know, overall they, they did okay, but just the whole thing felt kind of predictable and anticlimactic at the same time. Just not as big of a deal as it kind of should have been. I'm not going to shit all over this match. Cause I still think that they did good, but, it should have been more. They could have gone that extra mile and and really kind of maybe gone with this invasion type of thing or like really crossing the brands. It just it it really feels like it, it's a weird thing. I don't know if you get this feeling at all, Carl. Right? It really does feel like Impact is really the only one benefiting with this relationship with AEW. It doesn't really seem to be affecting AEW at all. It's like okay, we're doing stuff with this other company, but whatever. And it it feels like a Impact is benefiting, but yet not enough to really for it to matter all that much. It's just it really feels weird. Do you get that and feeling, or is it just me? I think it's just you. You're a okay. freaking weirdo, dude. Well, you know, everybody knows that. Yeah, no, I I, I I think that it's just a for now type yeah. of situation. Once fans um, come back into attendance, then I think we'll have a better feel. Screw the um, fans. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't give a shit about talking about the fans. I, I don't think that that's going to make any difference. I don't. I think what's going to make a difference in this entire thing is now Kenny Omega has that impact, uh, unified world championship. And now we're going to be able to see, uh, you know, Kenny Omega on AEW with both of those championships. And now we're going to start to see, the intermingling of workers from both companies Hopefully. starting to cross over, right? We needed we needed that. So we had Kenny Omega that was over doing absolutely nothing but cutting promos, essentially, mm -hmm. in Impact Wrestling until this matchup really happened. Now he's won this matchup, has that unified Impact Wrestling Championship as well as the AEW Championship, 
Now, because he has both of those, we're going to start seeing the back and forth happening. That's what it needed to take for an actual intermingling of workers between both companies to happen because we didn't have a really any AEW stars coming over and doing anything on impact. We didn't have impact stars going over and doing anything on AEW, right? It was only Kenny Omega. That was it. Now we have to do something to intermingle. Hopefully they, they can capitalize that because they don't, then what was the point? Well, then, then what was the point? The right. point was, so, if if not, I mean, the point was just to add another belt to Kenny Omega's yeah. collection, right? Yeah. yeah, just like just like Don says there. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see like if it's an opportunity they can really capitalize on because, like I said, I feel like if they don't, then there's a lot of money left on the table, especially for the impact side of things because they really, really could really use that boost because, I mean, yeah. dude, they've been at some really rough points um, in their history, and if, if they drop the ball on this, then they, they could very well be in a very uh, rough place again. So at least in, in my humble opinion. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. And uh, again, I want every company to, to do well, but uh, when an opportunity like this presents itself, Carl, gotta take it. You gotta take it. So hopefully they do. All right, man. Hopefully. Well, <laughs> all right, man. Well, let's take a little bit of a break because we, we've already gone. Oh, uh, Facebook user, which I have no idea who it is this time. Uh, Christian Cage to challenge for a title he has technically previ- previously held. Okay. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, yep. so, Christian Cage being part of AEW right now. Kenny Omega yep. with that Impact uh, Unified Championship. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. Right. That could right. be interesting. Maybe, maybe Christian there. Cage Maybe Christian Cage is going to lead the revolution and the rebellion against AEW alongside his Former Impact Wrestling cohorts. Yeah, yeah. God damn. Yeah, that could be interesting. I could get behind that. Woo. Yes, I could get I behind could too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, dude. Well, let us uh, take a little bit of a break here, and let's hear from our friends over at CollarNobleBrand.com, and we'll come back with you know breaking news, match of the week, and all the other good stuff. But we'll be right back. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. All right, guys, my Joe and Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk. As you heard from our friends over at callernoblebrand.com, use promo code JK Podcast and get 10% off your entire order at that checkout, including that thing on top of Carl's head every single week. That's right. And included, I'm even wearing oh, the Collar and Elbow branded uh, Heather Gray, is what this one is called. So I'm just going to, I'm going to call something out here super quick. Okay. Uh, Dan. 
So you messaged me. All right. So Facebook <laughs> user is our good friend, Dan Harisic. Awesome guy. Another great, amazing fan of professional wrestling who has worked inside the ring with me a little bit as well and knows his stuff with professional wrestling. He says he doesn't know why it's showing up uh, as Facebook user and not his name. Well, I can tell you that's because you are probably watching on the Facebook group and not the Facebook page. So I have found that if you're watching from the Facebook group and you comment, it comes up as Facebook user for some reason. But if you just go over to our Facebook page at TB talk pod, then you will be able to comment on the video and it should show up with your name. There you go. All right, Carl, let us get to All right, so the main thing that I want to bring up for breaking news here is some interesting stuff. You know, we had speculated last week, and we'll be going with Samoa Joe and these released superstars. Well, we got a little bit of a tease during the the Impact show here with their advertisement for Slimversary. They had a little video package that included the likes of Samoa Joe, Chelsea Green, and Mickey James. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I honestly believe that this is just a knife that's being dug and Oof. twisted a little bit. I think that's yeah. all that this is, to be honest with you. Do I believe that we're actually going to see them at Slammiversary? No, I do not. Hmm. But it was very interesting that even the clips were, were they were very quick very quick shots of each one of those uh, names that you mentioned, but they were caught by absolutely everybody. And there is a buzz surrounding those names. So we'll have to wait and see, but um, I don't think that it really was. I think that it was more just a uh, package showing competitors that have worked inside uh, impact before and especially because it's slammiversary slammiversary is their big pay-per-view of the year i think that's maybe about the only reason and they may have figured hey they're not under contract anymore we can show them on our television screens i don't know though i don't know what, what do you think joe so you don't think we see any of those three there no i think that We'd mentioned with Samoa Joe, I think that Joe's going to go to Ring of Honor. Okay. And I think yeah. Mickey James will very, very likely, you know, maybe do a one off with Impact Wrestling, maybe, but her destination will be the NWA because Nick is there. She is at that point in her career where I think that is likely going to be the best angle for her. I think it's Chelsea Green that actually shows up at, uh, at Slimversary. And I would love it to, though, to be that the, the hot mask character. That would I would be highly entertained by that. Uh, you you know what? Oh, Chelsea you just Green, said, yeah. Chelsea Green and uh, Matt Cardona are a couple. It's, it's common knowledge. Yep. Right now, there you go. okay. So this hot mess character, if if this is what they're going to do, if they are going to have Chelsea Green as the hot mess at Slammiversary, okay, they need to start building and promoting that right now they have to and do you know who i want to see her have a matchup with daniel dashwood no one of my absolute favorites from impact wrestling a returning fellow canadian taylor wilde my god Could you imagine I would lose my shit and be so happy to see Taylor Wilde against Chelsea Green at Slammiversary. Somebody, Scott Damore, I'm sure you listen to this program. Make it happen. Sure, yeah. Uh, Another couple of additions, too, uh, also included in that that, uh, that promo, too. We actually saw Keiji Mudo, uh, Mudo yeah. in there as well, as well as uh, Okada Naito as well. Uh, so interesting. Again, yes, interesting. We know 
Um, I, I believe Naito may have done a little bit of impact stuff, but uh, uh, Okada definitely, you know, uh, spent some time there with, um, with Mr. Vince Russo, who, as I've stated before, Okada actually uh, gives Russo a lot of high praise with helping him to learn the television style of professional yes. wrestling and how to really work that camera. So for those who like to just constantly shit on Mr. Vince Russo, he has actually done a fair amount of good in this business along with some bad, but who hasn't? Exactly. <laughs> what You got anything for breaking news this week here, Carl? I actually do not this week. I mean, everything really that we've talked about yeah. um, has been pretty much breaking news throughout this entire pretty episode, much. really. Much, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't have anything this week. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No. I don't need to apologize. We, we did hit on some good stuff there. So next up, we have our match of the week. All right, so for match of the week, let's get the great debate out of the way. Who goes first this time? You do. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Throw um, it down. Now, I'm probably doing this. Yeah, I think I am doing this two weeks in a row. And this may seem like the kind of the easy way out for, for this year, but I genuinely feel this way because I enjoyed it that much. Carl maybe already knows where I'm going with this. My match of the week is actually coming up from... I'm going to kill two birds with one stone with this because this is actually coming up on this week's episode of Turnbuckle Rewind from 2005 Ring of Honor, <sighs> Kobashi versus Samoa Joe. I, I really enjoyed watching that match with you, Carl, and breaking it down, and I've actually watched it a couple more times since then. Uh, if you have not, uh, this, I worded it the, the exact same way over on Lover, so I'm going to word it the same way. If you have not match, watched this match before, what the hell is wrong with you? Go and watch it now once, this, once we're done here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, you need to finish up listening to this program, which is live right now. Yes. And then go and definitely watch that matchup. It was yep. fantastic. Um, you know what? I'm, that X Division Championship <laughs> match that started yep. out Impact Rebellion last night, definitely yep. my match of the week. I yep. absolutely loved it. Not a bad choice by any means. And uh, yeah, it was it just, again, glad to see a Canadian win that. Josh Alexander, I mean, uh, he's somebody that uh, I definitely would like to see more of. And uh, yeah. maybe that even gives me a reason to, to maybe possibly watch some impact more often because you know, I've been really looking to mix it up from WWE. So there um, you go. We, we shall see. All right, man, let us get to our showstopper segment for this week. All right, so for our showstopper segment this week here, Carl, given the, the intro that I just played for our showstopper segment, I almost feel like it's a little bit of a spoiler from my pick. So you know what? I, I'm actually going to throw this over to you first on this one. But uh, first, I better tell everybody what the topic is so you know what the hell we're talking about. But yeah. this is actually, uh, and I don't know you um, follow him on, on Facebook, and Jergo does his, his top 10 random kind of thoughts for each day. And this is one of his, I believe, from either yesterday or the day before, where he was talking about um, greatest wrestling factions of all time, Carl. Um, go ahead. Today. Yeah. It, it was, was actually from, it was from, from today's. Yeah. So I wanted to just go back and forth with the two of us here to give our picks for greatest wrestling faction of all time. There's a lot of competition with this here, Carl. And so I'm interested to, to see what you're going to pick. Um, I'd actually like to know what, what yours is first. And I mean, like W O. Wow. That's what I, yeah. I mean, just, I don't know everything about the NWO. I was all about the black and white. Um, when the, when the black and red came around, I mean, I was kind of, yeah, but I was still black and white all the way through the LWO, whatever the BWO, <laughs> whatever the black and white though, for me, like, I mean, you, you, for me, you, you, you got to figure here. The, the starting of the NWO was so revolutionary within WCW and then just everything that built from that and them having pay-per-views that were NWO branded pay-per-views. Yeah, 100% I believe the at, at this time. Now, I mean there is somebody that's 
making a really good run for all of this. There definitely yeah. is. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that in, in, in a few moments. But um, for me, NWO, black and white, OG, that's me. For what me, about you? For me, when it comes to greatest wrestling factions of all time, I have a visual aid with me here, and I'll just slowly raise it into, into frame, and it really says it all for me. Oh. Is the Bullet Club. For the sole reason, Carl. Well, th- there's a couple reasons. You know, recently, I mean, there are very few things that have genuinely crossed over from their culture than the Bullet Club. We saw, I don't mean some people, we saw a lot of people rocking these shirts, and a lot of them weren't probably even necessarily wrestling fans. That's a big deal. And I think more so than any other wrestling faction ever has crossed company lines. I mean, Impact, New Japan, all these other companies, including even in WWE to a certain extent, in a bit of a different take, but they still got a reaction from the WWE as well. Right, even with the, the cease and desist, which then they even turned back and then turned it into something themselves. I, I think that the fact that they were able to make an impact, pun intended, to a certain extent, on pretty much every wrestling promotion across the world, I think justifies my choice. You're right. Definitely. It does justify your choice. Your choice is your choice. My choice is my choice. <laughs> Do we have to agree? No. Do I agree with you? You know what? Yeah, I kind of do. Like, I mean, when I talked about, and and I'm glad that you actually chose that one, because when I talked about that up and coming one, yeah, it's the Bullet Club. And I I think that the the Bullet Club has just a little bit further to kind of go, maybe. Um, for it to become the number one faction in my book, what what that's going to be and how, I I I really don't know. Um, but I mean, you you talk about the Bullet Club and the shirts being out there and people wearing them that really probably didn't even know what it was. You can say the same thing for the NWO, Mm -hmm. right? People were wearing those shirts and really like had absolutely no clue on what it even was or meant or that it was. Thing with professional wrestling or whatever, right? And and to, to Bullet Club's credit, it, the exact same thing. Definitely. Right. Um, I mean, hey, take a look at our logo. <laughs> Let me even change right. this logo here for you just for a moment. And um, does that look familiar? Very much so. Right? We yeah. even took inspiration for our logo from the Bullet Club. Yep. Because that's how influential they've been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I think that uh, almost kind of seals the deal, at least for my side. But it's, I would say that the NWO ranks up very much there for me as well. And, um, you know, you can make some other strong cases for, you know, modern day, like uh, Los Ingobernables over in Japan, uh, for sheer numbers. I think that they're, they're definitely competition. Of course, you know, the Four Horsemen, which I, Don just read my mind on that one. Um, Heart Foundation and all these. Right. But for, for me, just I think, you know, when I want to just not just talk in like one particular bubble, I mean, just like professional wrestling wide, it really, really is hard to not pick the bull clubs. I mean, do like it's a gen- not only a genuine phenomenon, but like to, to have made an impact in pretty much every wrestling promotion. I, I think it's something to be very, very proud of. I like, even do it. Even the founding members are people that are currently in, involved in WWE and, you know, they even had their version of what they call like the club, uh, which uh, I didn't even really expect that ever happened. So just that the fact that we even got this, that inkling of it is uh, pretty damn cool. And of course, Degeneration X is a definitely a contender. Uh, I would say I would definitely put them at the top as most controversial um, yes. wrestling faction of all time. They did some risque stuff that a lot of people would uh, have never attempted before and weren't doing at the time and will likely never see again. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's both the best way I could put that. All right, man. Well, I guess that about wraps up here for us. But before we go, uh, of course, uh, I'll let you get in uh, the plugs for our sponsors. 
Definitely. We have our sponsors over at collarandelbowbrand.com. Every week we are showing their commercial for you. Amazing merchandise over there, continuously adding new items and always being so supportive of uh, wrestlers who have either passed away or wrestlers who are uh, injured and and maybe need a little bit of financial help. Um, they do some great stuff with being able to do uh, sales of collar and elbow branded merchandise and offering a portion of the proceeds or the entire proceeds going towards those individuals. You want a discount on things? Go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Choose whatever you want and add it to your cart, whether it's from brand new or clearanced merchandise. When you get to the end, make sure you use the promo code JKPODCAST. That will get you 10% off your entire purchase at collarandelbowbrand.com. And what's great about that is uh, not only are you getting a discount, but you also help this podcast and videocast because we get a little bit of a kickback. I guarantee you it's not like we're making millions of dollars off of everybody that purchases there, but we're making enough to sustain StreamYard, right? And, and, and that's fantastic, and that's really all we want, and we're happy with that. So continue to go and find that merchandise at collarandelbowbrand.com. If you like discounts and you're looking for supplements, we got something for you there as well. If you go and check out our friends over at Phoenix at FNXFit.com, go there, get your supplements, whether it's protein powder, cricket powder, super greens, uh, restart, uh, good night stuff that you need, maybe some uh, some pills for testosterone help and building, whatever you need, go and take a look. They got merch over there as well. So if you're looking for some workout gear, you can definitely go there as well. And use promo code TBTALKPOD and you're going to get a sweet 15% off your entire purchase. I mean, amazing stuff over there. I have used the Super Greens. I absolutely love the Super Greens that they have over there. Uh, Go and check them out fnxfit.com use that promo code TBTALKPOD for your 15% off absolutely Carl and as I'd mentioned earlier make sure and check out Termoco Rewind this week we have uh, Spencer's Spencer Love's pick for his favorite match of all time with uh, Kabashi and Joe you're definitely going to want to check that out and just another brief mention uh, for those who are into video gaming make sure and tune into Love Wrestling CA over on Twitch for the blowing off stream to watch Mighty Joe kick some spencer and everybody else's ass in mario kart you're gonna want to check that out that's gonna be fun fantastic fantastic all right guys we'll see you on the next It's me, it's me, it's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially led up by the flagship show. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.